0: Welcome back, episode number eight. I'm getting excited because we're close to double figures, (laughs) which means I've almost done 10 episodes of the podcast. Um, Today's episode is going to be a little bit more of the self-development, self-growth style. I'm talking a lot about challenging yourself to take the next step or do something that may have been making you feel a bit uncomfortable or scares you and maybe is actually the step that you need to take in a sense of leveling up your own Skills or I guess self-growth or whatever you want to call it. So um, this is what really makes exceptional healthcare providers and coaches is that ability to develop yourself and your soft skills in order to apply knowledge and information that you have. Sometimes all the knowledge in the world in terms of treatment um, isn't going to really get you the results because you don't have all of those other skills that are really necessary. Um, So That's why I'm talking about this today. Now, I wanted to also talk about this because it's the final month of my mentorship program. For those who don't know, it's a six-month program. We cover pelvic health across the female life cycle. Every month is a different topic in regards to pelvic floor health and exercise prescription. This final month covers hormonal health for women. We're talking about menstrual cycle, menopause. We're also covering endometriosis. And we're covering uh, actually which is not really female hormones, but it's a bit more about body image and eating disorders in regards to pelvic health. Also super important if you didn't already know that. So the mentorship ties in very closely with today's topic because I'll tell you why, <laughs> that's what we're here. So let's get started. I absolutely love teaching and educating around health in general. Like in case you haven't already noticed that. I just love it. I always find myself in conversations with people about nutrition, exercise, general health, even self-growth, development. It's all health and well-being, let's be honest. Um, Anyone who shows remote interest. If, if you don't want to talk about it, don't ask me any questions because I can talk for hours. I have this genuine love for just learning more about the human body and then telling everybody about it as if they care as much as I do. And my family will also back me up on this because I would read stuff and then be like, oh my gosh, dad, mom, did you know? And they'd be like, no, I don't really care. But they'd pretend they cared. So thanks for supporting me this whole time. Um, Hopefully my mom's actually listening to this podcast because she's notorious for like not actually listening to this. But anyway, that's a different story. But I also really feel like uh, a lot of people just don't know anything about their health. They don't know anything about how their body works and they can't really make really well informed decisions about their health. So I'm really passionate about teaching them that. So if they don't know anything, then Learning a little bit can really change the way they see things or really change the way they maybe make decisions about exercise or nutrition or whatever they're doing. So another reason why I love the education side. Deep down, my whole career, I have always said, I think I'm going to end up teaching like, you know, women's health or something just to people. (laughs) Anyway, I've just always had that really big gut feeling. Initially, it was like, oh, one-on-one clients that just need a lot of help navigating their health. Uh, Maybe they need all aspects of health rather than just the exercise side. But for the past few years, I have had this really like, uh, I guess, prominent thought about teaching trainers or other health professionals more about the women's health side of what I know that would help them be better as coaches or practitioners in regards to having a bigger reach for women's health and having a bigger impact on the women's health industry. So that's like where I've been for the last couple of few years. It's been been a while. (laughs) Anyway, starting the virtual clinic was probably the first, like the most recent time I felt really a bit uncomfortable in a sense of like, oh, this is a challenge. This feels a bit uncomfortable. I was a bit worried about getting results via video consults. Like I, I did know how to get results already. So I think the video side of it made it a little bit more difficult, but I had a little bit more confidence getting clients was probably the most uncomfortable feeling i had to really put myself out there i had no referral network set up so i was purely relying on social media so i was posting a lot of stuff on instagram Um, and once i actually began to build that social media presence i actually started to draw in a lot more like-minded coaches and practitioners wanting to learn more about women's health Um, and i think the most popular question that i actually got in my inbox was actually about what courses and education programs I've done and what I would recommend in terms of developing yourself as a women's healthcare provider or a women's coach. So every time I got that question, I thought, I wish I had something to offer that I could just say, here's my course, do my course, because I'd love to just give you everything inside my brain and you go off and your merry way and help everybody. So um, it took me years and years and years of education and learning to actually like put it all together for myself so and I could save them so much more time if I just said here it is go for gold um but yeah for so long I just kept saying oh one day I'll do something and I honestly procrastinated For so long, I'm putting something together. This has been such a big deal for me and really, really, really required me to step outside my comfort zone. Like going from educating clients who knew like nothing about their bodies and know nothing about anatomy. And i would literally teach them like the most basic things. And they were like, whoa, you know, so much to then actually teaching coaches and health professionals felt like the biggest leap. And I honestly was like, I doubted all my knowledge. I doubted all my skills, all my abilities so much. Mr. Old Imposter Syndrome was like there the whole time, snuck right on in there and was like, Haha, no, mate, you're not doing that. Come on, be serious. So yes, we all get imposter syndrome. And yes, we all go through those mental you know, barriers, I guess, in ourselves, even when it seems like that person doesn't. They are. But I just kept getting those same messages in my inbox about continual education and I was like oh this is a sign like I really need to do something about this and when I really sort of thought about my long-term goals and my dream of being able to like help more women resolve their pelvic health concerns and really make a difference in women's healthcare, it was obvious that I can only do so much in one-on-one consultations and that I actually have to try and reach more people via other practitioners and teach everybody to go on and help their clients. So it was obvious. I was I had to do something. So I sat down and I planned what exactly I would put in this program or this course or whatever it was. Um, and I went around in circles for so long about different formats, modalities, how I would teach, would it be person, online, workshops, webinars, like everything. I went over everything and I got stuck in the biggest procrast- like procrastination. I was about to say procrastinism and it was supposed to be like procrastination and perfectionism together but it was mostly perfectionism I was stuck in perfectionism so bad like I wanted it to be perfect I was scared of it not being perfect so I just was like I just won't do it I really really had to dig deep in terms of discipline and like around execution and you know believe in myself (laughs) and move past like having this vision and planning. I literally was planning, just planning. I have sticky notes and versions of courses everywhere that I'm like, I'll just keep planning, I'll just keep planning. And that felt like I was getting somewhere, but had to really knuckle down on execution. Execution. Sorry, I clearly need another coffee. My mouth is like struggling, but execution in like actually following through with building it and delivering lessons, like, had to do something oh stop planning but anyway I had a lot of fears obviously as you can see around this program and what I was going to create and so many times before I like actually committed to doing it I would just nearly just didn't do it I just kept being like oh next month oh next month I'll do this next time I honestly cannot tell you how anxious and stressed I was when I first opened up the enrollment and got the group in and then had to do the first webinar like, I don't know whether if you're listening to this and you're in my mentorship, if you go back and watch that video, maybe you'll be like, man, yeah, she feels like she was so much more nervous about that. Like I can really tell I was shaking. I was scared. I felt so outside my comfort zone. I got off the webinar and I went to my partner. And I was like, man, I don't know if this is for me. Like, I don't know if it's too late to back out on this, but like, I don't think I can do this. And he was like, no, you'll be fine. Just keep going It You'll be fine. Like, it's just the first one. Don't worry about it. Um, anyway, that eventually obviously disappeared and I feel so much better about webinars after that first one, but I had not felt that uncomfortable in so long. I cannot tell you, like I'd been pretty, I'd been pretty feeling pretty good for like in terms of comfort for a really long time. Um, it'd been quite familiar, but I've had previous experiences before where I've had those similar levels of uncomfortable feelings that. When I actually looked back each time, it has been something that has been very pivotal in the sense of self-growth or development or even shifting the path of my business. So I knew that the feelings that I was having around like building this program and delivering to content um, was a sign of progress or a sign of like the next step or, you know, shifting into a new level of whatever it was, um, And this is what I think it really means to step outside the comfort zone. Like you read those memes on Instagram all the time. That's like, no, what are they like? I don't know. Comfort zone is cock blocking you or greatness is beyond the comfort zone. And like you read them and you're like, oh yeah, like whatever. I understand that. It makes sense. But like to actually feel the change and see how executing something that makes you feel so uncomfortable can really make a difference in where you are in life. And how you feel about yourself that's what it really boils down to that's what it means by stepping outside your comfort zone like that transformation like it that's what it is (laughs) i've felt this change in myself whilst running the mentorship program and i've also seen it in the mentees A few of them were very honest about being nervous to advertise themselves as being able to help with like pelvic health concerns and incontinence or prolapse, especially with those people who were like that little bit more clinical or a little bit more advanced or difficult. Um, And they've been enrolled in the mentorship and then they found the courage to practice these new skills when they probably didn't really feel very comfortable or confident doing them on clients. And then they've seen how it works for all the different people that they have has truly transformed their confidence in not only treating the conditions and being able to actually help and get results, but also being able to feel confident enough to advertise themselves as someone who can actually help. Like that has been something that I've seen really obvious in like the mentees. These transformations Is what's come from doing the work that feels uncomfortable and following through with something that might feel a little bit difficult or feel a little bit hard and might be a little bit of a big step for them, but it is so, so worth it. If you are someone who values self-growth and development and bettering yourself, you really need to start seeing those uncomfortable feelings as opportunities to grow. So if you are lingering on something that feels uncomfortable to execute or seems like a big step for you, then I really encourage you to use this as a chance to move forward toward the next level. Take really small steps and find a way to make yourself accountable. To be honest, the only way I followed through with the mentorship program was actually signing people up to the program that I hadn't even created and then promise to deliver. And I told them that from day one. Hadn't actually created any of the content, but if you're interested, you want to be a part of it, this is what it, the plan is. I'll do it if people sign up. And I had to. So once they were enrolled, I had, to, I had to show up. I had to put the program together and I had to actually follow through and there was no way out. I, I mean, I could bail out halfway and say, sorry, I'm not doing this anymore, but not ideal. Um, I wouldn't do that anyway, but that was the only way I kept myself accountable. I'm so, so glad I executed and followed through and took that leap and moved past those shitty feelings of uncomfort and anxiety and fear and worry. This has been like the best decision in moving closer to my long-term goals. Not only have the ladies in the mentorship been like, getting really great results for their clients and actually helping resolve pelvic health concerns for them. But they've also been moving toward their own goals of actually helping more women and being able to recognize themselves and tell other people that they're women's health specialists, which I think is so cool. Like that in itself is a transformation for people. And it's moving beyond the comfort zone of being stuck where you are and just dealing with where you're at, even if you might not feel like it's where you want to be. So on that note, Round two of the mentorship will run next year. I have lots of planning to do because there are quite a few changes that I want to make in regards to this round in terms of feedback and making it a little bit um, like better. I'm all about feedback and making things better to actually meet needs of people. But if you are interested in the next round, you can put your name on the waitlist. I'm going to pop the link in the show notes here so you can head to the Instagram account as well. If you're not reading the show notes, Instagram account is at School of Women's Health. Click on the link in the bio. You can jump on the wait list. Um, you'll, you'll be on there. And when I open up round two sometime early next year, then um, you'll be there. You'll be the first to know. So you can do that. If you have, however, if you've enjoyed this episode, please share this on your social media. Tag me and help me reach more like-minded people. Let's make a difference in terms of women's healthcare and general practitioners' skill set. Uh all about that. So please share it. And if you are still listening all the way to the end, thank you so much for your support. It honestly means the world to me. I love when you reach out to me on Instagram, Messenger, emailing, building this network of like-minded people is so cool. And I really appreciate every single one of you that is part of this. So thank you so much. Anyway, that's it for today. Hope you've enjoyed it. I'll see you in the next one. Um, bye now.